Welcome to the third annual and very belated Berkey Guide Main Street podcast. It's maybe not as belated as last year, um, when I think it came out in the new year. This was supposed to be produced in March after the race, and then, well, we had a lot of work to do with our sponsor's job, and in a sense, the podcast slid, and then it continued to slide, and uh, we traveled for the summer. Anyway, now it's officially fall, and we're back at it. So as you get ready to think about the ski season, here's a taste of Wisconsin on a late day in February. Um, a quick note from a different sort of sponsor that doesn't really know they're a sponsor called Run the Alps. Um, a bit of this podcast was produced in Chamonix, France this summer, um, and Run the Alps is based in Chamonix. And what is Run the Alps? Uh, it's a trail running tourism. So you go to the Alps, you run all day on beautiful trails, uh, then you eat lots of food in the evening, maybe have a beer, maybe have a glass of wine, and then you start again the next day. I mention this because they were nice enough to host me for a week this summer, and I figure that sort of training might be of interest to Berkey skiers looking to put in some hours on the trails. Um, they're booking now for next summer. They have uh, some or maybe all of their uh, runs up, and the hills there are higher, believe it or not, than the climb up to High Point, so check that out. They have guided and self-guided tours. In the latter, they actually handle all of your bookings uh, and luggage transport, but they don't actually have a guide with you as you run from town to town, or you can go on one with a guide. Um, the guides are pretty great. Overall, it's not too bad. So if you're interested, check them out at runthealps.com. Let Doug know that Ari sent you. If anyone actually does this, he'll probably just be confused. Um, but uh, yeah, just let him know. So now, onto the show. it is 12 12 p.m i'm one beer in and we're gonna start the drunk podcast uh we're gonna start with jess marion jess marion is a dear old friend of mine jess marion had where, where did where did you say she finished what place 22nd jess what are you gonna complain about in your race today your, your lips are purple by the way well it uh I have, I, I have new skis that I've never skied on before, and I was wishing I had put a few more coats of wax in them, so I didn't feel that fast, but I felt like I definitely did my best, and uh, my foot's still cramping, so there's your complaining. Okay. How was, you want to say something nice and happy? You did your best. That's good. I was with a good group of women the whole time and we kind of like pushed each other along and that was good yeah how was the how's the course it was really pretty all the new snow made it really pretty it didn't rain snowing the whole time yeah there was a lot of people talking about rain and if you read the Berkey Guide podcast we poo-pooed that and said it was probably going to snow and and it snowed for now at least so uh you know hopefully everyone coming in is uh still has that those really nice if soft conditions are you uh, excited about eating your soup now? 
I'm excited about eating my soup and finding my sister. I think she had a really good race, and she should be here any minute. All right, great. Well, thanks for being the number one person on the Berkey Guide podcast. Oh, one more question. How do you think Lincoln's going to do? Lincoln's Jess's husband. Oh, Lincoln. I'm so excited to go cheer for him on the lake. I think he'll be completely dying at that point, but he'll be smiling, so it'll be good. Start talking. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Hans Harlan from St. Paul, Minnesota. Where do you go to school? Uh, I went to McAllister. Hey, pretty good. Me, me too. <laughs> Best place to go. Yeah. Uh, how's your race today? It was okay. Uh, started out all right. About 20K left, my legs started cramping up a bit, so that wasn't ideal. Yeah. Just had a similar feeling out there. Yeah. It was yeah. right about when you passed me, actually, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, mine was right at the lake, and then I had to sprint the lake. And uh, I could okay. stand on about one, one and a half legs, but yeah. But, uh, you know, and I think the soft snow will do that. But I think so. Not a bad day. How's your training been this year? Um, it's been pretty good in general. Uh, the last three weeks have kind of tapered off because I had a newborn, so that kind of changed my so uh, training plan. How old is your newborn? <laughs> he is just over three weeks right now. Wow. And you still ski the Berkey? Still ski the Berkey, and he's That's, up here with uh, us. Pretty good. What's his name? Uh, this is Ren Harlan. All right, well, congratulations to you on that and Ski the Berkey. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think you get a, about three degrees of difficulty. Is it letting you sleep through the night? A uh, couple nights, not all of them. <laughs> okay. What about last night? Uh, she let me, so she. Okay. My, well, wife, my wife let, her, let, uh, let me sleep. Uh, I'm here with my parents who both skied yesterday, the Prince Hocken uh, 15K. My dad's second Berkey experience. He skied the Cordelope last year. My mom's first, and uh, how was your race yesterday? It was a surprising challenge, and I am now in awe of anybody who can do the full Berkey. Well, you can go and be in awe of a lot of people there on Main Street finishing. Yes, yes, I, I noticed that. All right, how was your race? It was good. I uh, It was very nice to hit Bitch Hill five kilometers in instead of 20 kilometers in. But the best thing is that I had something left when I hit the lake and sprinted down the lake and uh, yeah, finished much farther from the rear than I did last year. How was your lake experience? <laughs> well, luckily I was met by um, one of my offspring who offered me my favorite food in the world, chocolate, and with that I was able to finish upright. All right. And you, uh, how, how was your experience coming over the, the International Bridge on the Main Street for the first time? That's an extraordinary experience. I've followed it on webcasts and on the radio in the old days, and to do it myself was ex extraordinary, and I look forward to next year. All right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that I know on the lake you were maybe a little wishy-washy on next year, but I'm glad that you're there now. I'm there. I'm here with the winner of the Women's Classic Race, also a member, former member of Cambridge Sports Union, the greatest ski club in Boston. In the world. In the world, too, but also, you know, the only one in Boston. Um, winner of the classic race, Cape Rams. How was your race? It was good. Skied out there with a lot of uh, Master Blaster guys, and it was fun. Skis were fast. The tracks were slow, but... What do you kick wax for when there's two inches of new falling snow? It's a really good question. You should probably ask Chris. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever was on your skis. <laughs> Whatever was on my skis, because it was great. <laughs> now, some, now, someone else waxed your skis, so you said it was great, and it, I assume just you have to say that, whether it was good or not. No, it's true, though. They're, all, he, they're always good skis. He's, a, he's good at waxing. And you ski for Sun Valley now? Yeah. Yeah. How's the, how's the year been out there? It's been good. Um, 
yeah, I haven't had all the results I've wanted, but it's been nice to kind of work into it and, I don't know, get some good classic racing done, so. Is this your first Birkbiner? Yeah. Nice. How do you like the uh, course? Having, did you have you had any idea there about what that, it would be? Yes, kind of. I skied a little bit, a couple portions of it, like over by OO the other day. But that one hill that was like maybe 15K from the finish, where there's that, there was this guy with like a bullhorn being the, like, I'm Father Berkey. So you have now been initiated into the cult of Bitch Hill. And, uh, and he was telling jokes, probably off color jokes. Yeah. Just because. It was, it was, I was laughing, which was difficult because I was going up a really big hill, but that was, that hill was actually, that, that was really only the really hill where I was like, damn, this is a big hill. The rest of it was, the rest of it was good. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us about your, um, high school training group? Uh, is it any good or how are the coaches are? Great. Okay. Coaches there are pretty great. You know, CSU, it's pretty, some pretty incredible people. Uh, yeah, just remember skiing around with Julia and Corey and Zoe Snow and uh, Eli Honig and all these kids that are washed up now. Um, Julia's but really washed up, right? Julia's super washed up. The most wa- a top twenty today in the world is super washed up. Um, but yeah, it. You know, I have only good things to say about CSU and. As Rob has always said, someday I'll have to come back and coach. So, just just waiting, just biding my time until I go back and coach for CSU. How's the um? How no? Did you are are you doing a lot of classic skiing? What did you made you decide classic versus skate? Yeah, I uh, I don't really like skate distance skiing. I'm not very good at it, and. Um, I, yeah, I just, I prefer classic, and it seemed like it was going to be more fun and first Berkey, so just kind of went for it. All right, and uh, pretty good result. Yeah, it was fun. Were you skiing on your own with the women, or were you with the other women for a while? I was on my own and with men, mostly. Yeah, so someone to help out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and the track had been put, impacted enough that you were... Able to get a good kick? Yeah, Peter Holmes and the other men leading the race, they uh, they really broke trail for us, which was nice of them because it didn't sound like it was a very fun job. When I was you know, I was in the skate race and we were ahead of them, and it looked like, you know, it was a nice track with two inches of powder in it. And yeah. It's pretty warm snow, and yeah, it was what it was. Not great. Not now, great. did you cut some corners on some of the corners, or were you mostly in the tracks? Uh, once we got to uh, where the skating classic trails merge, I didn't ski in the tracks at all after that. Yeah. Um, because they were it was beat up on so all the much faster anyway. to skate, stay in the skate lane, and like the tracks just had powder in them. So, and the skaters were pretty nice about you know letting you go by. Yeah, there weren't there weren't enough people. It wasn't too much of a zoo. So, if someone wanted to pass me, the trail is wide enough they could, and if I needed to pass them, same thing. So it was good. All right, cool. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, have a good rest of your season. Did you race the race today or are you, uh, spectating? No, no, I've never raced. I have uh, spectated several times, though. Um, we've done a lot of snowmobiling up here over the years, and a few times we've gone to Heckler's Hill, and that's always an entertaining time. And this is my first year being here near the finish line. This is uh, quite the experience in itself as well. Well, you have a brat and you have a beer, so you're getting the full experience. Couldn't be happier. Yeah. Now, Heckler's Hill, for those who don't know, haven't skied the Berkey or the, ski the shorter races, about 10K in, it's a sharp left on a downhill. It gets pretty burned out, and a lot of people fall down. It happens to be, what, about 100 meters from a, from a snowmobile trail? The snowmobile trail comes very close to 
it, and uh, it's quite the party there as well. The snowmobilers all line up, and they'll hold up signs one through ten. Sometimes, if a snow, if a, if a racer does fall down, he wipes out pretty good. They'll hold up a ten. If a guy just kind of falls down, and gets back up, they'll hold up a one. But uh, it's all in good fun, and everyone has a good time there, and it, it's just a great atmosphere. And it's one as as a steer, it's one of the most fun parts of the race because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You come down the hill, and all of a sudden, there's 200 people on the yeah. side just cheering. It's got to be part of the challenge and it's like you say part of the experience yeah and that's what makes this race is that you're not just skiing through the woods you're in the middle of the woods and all of a sudden there are a bunch of people cheering yeah, yeah. overall I mean, it's just a, a very good time for everyone involved in the area and you look what you did what it does for the community here all the people and people spending money this is a great thing for the community of hayward yeah now main street versus uh heckler's hill which would you pick if you're coming next year well i've done heckler's hill a few times this is my first time here at main street i would have to say main street again but heckler's hill is still quite a bit of fun too yeah and theoretically you could do both you'd have to just have to come jump on a sled and come down here you have to plan it right but yeah you could do both but main street's where it's at all right well thanks for chatting well what's your name and where are you from i'm my name is aaron i'm from lacrosse wisconsin all right well thanks for talking yeah no problem thanks So, um, what is your name? Where are you from? Ted Hall from Rockford, Illinois. All right, okay, came up here a ways, and you're watching the race? Oh, yeah, we've got a, buddy, a couple of buddies racing. All right, how many years have you been watching or racing or well, coming up I, here? I raced for 16. I've been watching for three or four. All right, and how's the, uh, how's the experience down on the lake today? Oh, beautiful. The temperature's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly not too cold. No wind. No wind at all. No sun, but no wind. I think I'd take that over sun and wind. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, you have a little uh, shot glass on your uh, on your your staff there. Yeah, I got a little Jaeger back down the line. All right. Well, that's a good thing to have. I'm, I'm hoping I fill it up have on again. Have you seen any skiers taking it or mostly the spectators? Over here. They're, 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 they're enjoying it, it over here. Well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they are, and I hope some people take it, because I'm sure it would make them feel better. I thought about it, but there were people around, and I had to keep skiing. All right, I'm here back with Jess and Stacy Marion. Jess complained about her 22nd place. Stacy, where were you in the race? What was your your position? 44th. 44th, and that was out of what wave? Two. Two. So, Jess, how do you feel about the the fact that your sister finished only 10 minutes behind you? She's definitely going to beat me next year. And it'll be a Marion dynasty in the elite wave, and she'll probably kill me, but that's okay. And how many years have you been saying that? A long time. All seven years. <laughs> have you that both? We've done you've it. done seven. You both done seven? I think six. We've done six. This was year six, but I think that includes the canceled one. So. So yeah. Five or six. And uh, Stacy, you had a, a bit of a degree of difficulty this year. Yeah, I didn't know if I. I was going to be able to ski, and I was going to protest my placement because I missed the elite wave by two spots. And then after the accident, I didn't even know I would be able to ski. But it turns out that I recovered okay and have been going on like a race bender since then. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them what you've done. (laughs) So I started out... So the first first thing back was I signed up for... A 100K winter race with two friends. Oh, that sounds smart. Yeah, and it only took it only took 19 hours. No, a winter race that you can do it on snowshoes or skis or whatever you want, but fat bikes, anything you want, or? No, just tennis. Okay. Um, so, the Berkey seems pretty easy compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> 
you only have to hold on for four hours. <laughs> Except you finished in three. Three. Yeah, it's like... With four hours to go in the 100K, we were like, final stretch. We're going to make it. <laughs> With so, four hours to go. <laughs> started today. I was like, oh, there's only three hours to go. How was uh, skiing? How was the second wave today? It was okay. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of people to pass. Um, Jess always helps me increase my confidence because I always think I'm not a good skier. And she always says, you're a good skier, get to the front. And so this year, Lincoln helped me out and took my stuff. And I actually, like, I lined up in the gate. I went through the gates and, like, did the whole running thing and secured <laughs> my spot, like, in the second row. And it totally worked. So I only had to pass, like... 500 people instead of a thousand but I really wanted to make it to the elite wave and at some point like maybe halfway through somebody was like oh you're the third woman in your wave and so it's like okay I'm just gonna keep Did you win your wave no I got second oh I got second you missed a pillow I know this luxury pillow. <laughs> but so, yeah. I didn't see the first place she was way ahead you're probably not gonna win your wave next year no I mean <laughs> I don't know. The temptation is there, though, just to piss Jess off. <laughs> so, Jess, you, the, the sound you just heard because of the podcast was just making a snowball and throwing it at her sister. Not at the podcaster yet, but I feel I'm probably next. <laughs> Jess, do you have anything more to complain? I, I mean, talk about your race. And that was me getting hit by a snowball. Whatever the race is, we'll keep coming back. All right. Yeah. You proud of your sister? Oh yeah. yeah, and next year you get to you know. Do you think you'll ski together next year, or will it just be an all-out dogfight? Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> but uh, it will be cool. This is like three years in the making that we've had this matching suits, yeah, and we have never been able to show up together. Well, and it will be nice to like have someone else to freak out on the starting line with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, the nice thing, for Stacy at least, is that the Elite Wave is a much calmer, and you won't need Lincoln to do anything. You'll just sort of walk out to the start. Hopefully. Eh. Only 60 There's people. no birch leggings in the Elite Wave, right? <laughs> there are no old dudes to pass. Well, there are, because the... Oh, the actually, 35 guys. 35 uh, yeah. starts right before. Yeah. But there's there are, like, you know what? There are some birch leggings in the Elite there, Wave. Jen Gunther's the in the Elite Wave. is pretty fun, though. The, we all cheer for them as we go by, and, like, it's kind of cool. So. And you're only starting a couple minutes behind them, so you, you, yeah, you we, catch them pretty you quick. You see them mostly in the beginning, and, the, and you cheer for them, and they cheer for you, and it's yeah. kind of fun. No, actually, today I was very communicative, and for every single person I said, on your left or on your right, because I like that, and, mo- like, 99% of the people were super courteous, and they'd be like, wow, good job, good job, wave two, and they'd make room. And there was only one guy that, when he turned around and saw, I don't know, I guess that it was a woman from Wave 2, that he sped up and, like, raced me. And I was like, look, I'm try- not trying to make this difficult. I just don't want to, like, break a pole. And he's like, well, same for all of us. And then he got pissed off and skied way out ahead of me. And so I had to strategically pass him later on. <laughs> and then he probably blew up and you beat him by 10 minutes. So. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, now, there was a pretty famous person in the Elite Wave today. Uh, Jess, do you know how much she beat you by? I actually have no idea. I think it was about three minutes. You were within three minutes of Keegan Randall. That's 
that's not bad. Yeah. That means she had a rough day. Well, she, you know. She also, she also has cancer, yeah, had cancer and all. <laughs> yeah. So you're just she was super, Olympian on chemotherapy. It was really cool. We saw her yesterday, and she was so excited yeah, was to so just, right. like, try new things and be yeah. here and do it. Yeah. And so she was saying she, she's never actually raced a 50K, yeah. which I never thought of. That's but true, like, yeah, because they only do a 30. Women do 30s. Yeah. Well, so. you know, that's something next year is you train a little harder, maybe you'll be Keegan. <laughs> I think she'll, she'll train a little harder next year. Yeah, <laughs> if she doesn't have cancer, she'll be in pretty good shape. All right, uh, any parting thoughts for the podcast from our two favorite Marian sisters? <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Cheers. You'll be at Cheers. And that was the sound of two new viruses clinking together. Well, it was a can, so I didn't make up to a sound. Let's try it again. There we go. All right, uh, happy new virus. Yeah. Back in the lake with Jacob Wortman. Jacob last year didn't have the greatest race. Race went. Sometimes you get the race, sometimes the race gets you, and this was this ladder for me this year. Um, it hurt a lot. A lot. I'll blame it on my second son, Owen. It's, this was your fault. Um, let daddy sleep a little bit more might have gone a little bit better maybe next year but um but this year uh didn't go didn't go great but went better yeah you almost beat me so obviously it didn't go too well yeah no, the last year i beat you by about 15 minutes it was it was a great first half and a hard second half but i think uh i think a lot of people had issues with that two different courses out there today so uh skis ran really good on the first half and definitely a much slower on the second and i think this actually might be a symptom of the new they're having the quarter loop the day before that you know when you have three four thousand people on 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 especially on this new snow and it gets packed down on a warm day like yesterday and it puts moisture in you have hard you know it's it's powder to hard pack mm-hmm. yeah i definitely Air on the side of soft skis, even if they're running really good up at the start, you're going to want something softer for the second half. And that's a lesson that I think a lot of people learn today. Yeah, so you went out you went out and had good skis at the start and, and, and yeah. did well? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, they're great. But yeah, like you said, you get that second half and there's a lot of, it just gets chewed up and they can't set it. And if it doesn't freeze, like, well, I mean, it was below freezing, but you know, it was only 22 last night, so... It's not going to set like it it would if it was uh, five. And then two inches of new snow on top of it, too. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of snow up here lately, so. But you did get me by about four seconds. Right. That's right. And uh, I think you were in the back of the start as well, so probably, you know, probably. The back of the start is a good place to go. You you just No broken equipment. Start slow, and, yeah, it's it's good. I've actually, the last couple (laughs) years, I've been out in the classic tracks, and even if I double pull the first K, you know, you're not in the whole equipment getting broken apart. You no, can... but the elite wave, I think people are pretty respectful of that. I don't think there's a lot of... I think people are much more cognizant of uh, equipment. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've, I've never had an issue. Yeah. I, I did once, but, you know, we won't t- dwell on that. I did see one guy break his own pole today. He, he, he planted it in front of his ski Ooh. and kicked it and snapped it in half and felt kind of bad, but what are you going to do about yeah, it? Yeah, I, uh, I saw a guy skiing with one pole, so maybe it was him. Yeah. He was, and he was moving, but then we got to a hill, and it was... Yeah. 
you know, we sort of waved at them when we went by. You know, that's a it's a hundred and fifty dollar uh, break right there too. So. Yeah, no one's no one's skiing on you know CT fives. No, wave. no. Well, maybe some people are, but not many. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no one to blame this year. No, my uh, the kids sleep great now. Um, it's great having a two year old and a four year old. Um, they're pretty they're good kids and. You know, super supportive wife, so I've gotten out skiing a lot this year. Uh, less commute? Less commute. Uh, you know, we've had a real good snow year in northern Minnesota, so we've been on natural snow since December. Um, uh, kind of takeaway this year is uh, you can't just ski easy every day. You have to mix it up a little bit. Um, and uh, It should be something that I, I know since I've done this 13 years, but... Uh, it's amazing what you forget. Now you're only uh, probably a couple years away from uh, from from Henry being in the one of the, the kids races if he decides he wants well, to ski. Probably when I'm a birch leg, he'll be probably probably starting probably hopefully doing maybe the Coeur d'Alpe then. So or Barnet Berkey for Barnet a couple Berkey, years. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll see. Henry's uh, so Henry's he's the older one. Uh, he he skis, um, but uh, Owen is really the one that's. Uh, he gets upset when his brother's on skis and he isn't, so we'll see. All right, well, that's a good place for him to be at two years old. Yep, yep. You know? He lives in Duluth. He uh, has a bright future ahead of him uh-huh. as far as skiing goes. Yeah, we've got, we got like, great community of uh, skiers in Duluth, and uh, it's, we got a long winter, so you got to do something during it. Yeah, a lot of Duluth skiers up on the start line of the... Uh, the, the, the um, the elite wave. I know yeah. I saw Adam Swank is now a birch legger and yeah. you know and fourteenth or something. And fourteenth so. at thirty fifth thirty five. So there's yeah. some I keep waiting for him to slow down, but it's not happening. No. So. Well he'll get one of those gold bibs and then maybe start slowing down at I some point. He's, 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 an, he's an amazing athlete, so yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Jacob. And now a brief word from our sponsor, New Glaris. New Glarus doesn't know that they're a sponsor of the Berkey Guide podcast, and to be frank, New Glarus hasn't exactly kicked any beer or uh, or money over our way, but um, we like their beer, and we like going to Wisconsin and drinking it. Uh, one thing to note about New Glarus is that while it is the 20th largest brewery in the country, it is the only brewery exclusive to one state. Only in Wisconsin means you can only get New Glarus in Wisconsin. But because you, it's Wisconsin, they do drink enough that it's the 20th largest brewery in the country. So when you're in town, pick up a new glass or two or, or, or three or six and uh, enjoy your time with the Berkey. Now here with the whole Marion family, I'm now going to talk to the Marion parents who are new to the Midwest. And this is your first Berkey experience? Yes, it is. And uh, how do you like it so far? It's amazing. It's been everything that we thought it might be. This is phenomenal. Now, this year you're spectating. Do you have any plans? Are you having any ideas? Well, we both feel yeah. guilty for not actually yeah. participating. Okay. The 29K. But we're here to celebrate and to support the girls. And the nice thing is if you now they have the Friday races, you can see the race and then support the girls the next yes. day. That's a good point. Yes. That's yeah. a good excuse yes, for not doing 50K. Absolutely. <laughs> well, work up to it because as my parents will attest, it's not the easiest 29K or no. 15K. Oh, I know. Yeah. We've done a 25K before. Yeah. And we almost died. We did it in Crassberry, Vermont. It was negative 5 degrees. Classical. Very well, hard. I'll point out that Crassberry Marathon is maybe harder per kilometer than the Berkey. Okay. Um, but it's... 
the, the, the last half of the Berkey Trail is a lot of hills, so it's pretty, pretty similar. I was saying, I was thinking coming up a couple of the hills, having skied Crasper a few weeks ago, thinking, boy, there's, there's a couple of hills here where I'm thinking, okay, I skied up Crasper, I made it up there, I can do this one too. Wow. No, you do skate or classic or TBD? Both. Well, you, gotta, you gotta choose one. It's probably skate. Race. We'd probably skate it. Yeah. Easier just dealing with wax. And, exactly. Yeah. All propulsion. Yes. And uh, you're in northern northern Illinois and near Chicago, so you got some skiing in there? Correct. Yeah, we got it's been good this season. There's been snow. Yeah, it's been we cold. Actually, it's been cold. It was in fact it was so cold. There were two days at our house. One day was minus twenty-one and it warmed up to a high of minus fifteen. And the next day it was minus 20. But yeah. we went skiing. I went skiing. Yeah, we went skiing in the, the afternoon. State yeah. Park when it was negative 11. <laughs> this is sort of Midwest baptism by fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we also live near two forest preserves, and one of them is really, it's, uh, it is wooded, not prairie. And it's a great place to just put on some classical skis and go skiing. When there's snow. When yeah. there's snow. So I've yep. been in Chicago in winters, there hasn't been, and it's. But people well. respect what's remarkable yeah. compared to Connecticut. The they don't walk in the track. So oh, so if you great. make a track, people stay yeah, away from like, it. There's like, in these woods, there's like a place to walk and there's a place to ski. So that's, that's truly pretty cool. amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds pretty good. So I guess we'll see you here next year. Absolutely. All right. Well, glad I'll be ha- I'm interested and excited to talk to you after you've skied some of the Berkey Trail, after you've we come across the lake. And, as, yeah, as, uh, well, I'll probably be talking on Saturday, so you have a day to recover. <laughs> What's your name? Where are you from? I'm Mark Johnson. I'm from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, uh, but I live in Boston these days. And uh, and win win the races at Weston. I I have been. I think the Weston folks have been a little upset with me, but uh, it's been fun. They've been my main training compatriots this year. They put as um, many furrows in your skis as they want, and you still beat them. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they're such a good group. I I am honored to race with them. But today was really fun. Lots of I wasn't sure I did, how my training would hold up this year, but I held, held through. The conditions were a little soft for skating, but uh, managed to make it, make it through today. And yeah, I can't be, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. So. Looks like our race on Tuesday night, it's going to rain and, be, and then freeze up, and it'll be very different conditions. Oh my gosh, can't wait. Love mixing it up. Like, if you don't mix it up, you don't, it's, you, you get if you, soft. If you're so. all on soft snow, it's not any fun. You want to be on an ice rink every so often. Exactly, exactly. It makes you a better skier. So, how was your race? It was good. I mean, I started out and pretty much died around uh, kilometer 15. Then uh, luckily things were kind of downhill after that and ate some goos and then uh, ended up uh, getting some energy back and won the sprint to the finish with my little pack that I was with. So All right, nice. Happy. Whereabouts did you finish? Finished 40th today. So Very nice. Pretty, right. pretty happy with that. Uh, yep. Looking forward to next year. Hopefully I can get some more training in and continue to move up. Yeah. Um, well, have a good trip back, and I'll see you on Tuesday. Sounds great. Thanks, Ari. All right, good see to ya. see you. We're back on Main Street, as you can hear from the cowbells. Uh, still a lot of people finishing. I see fourth wave, see seventh wave, all sorts of things. But um, you're the volunteer, and uh, what's your name, where, and where are you from? Uh, my name is Holly Mars, and I'm from Hudson, Wisconsin. All right, so you've come up uh, to be a volunteer for the Berkey. What are you doing? I am working on the International Bridge. Um, 
just making keeping the tra flow of traffic going. So making sure people don't, it's a really good view and making sure people don't spend too much time up there. Exactly. We the, the DOT doesn't want anybody standing on the bridge, so we have to keep tra the people moving. And I think uh, the DOT as well as if people stood there, no one would be able to get across. So Exactly, because it's pretty narrow. Um, and so the option is either no walkway up there or a wall is going to have to go up. Yeah. Now, I, so we will suggest to everyone, if you're going to be on the International Bridge, keep moving. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to say it, take a quick picture, but keep moving pretty quick and uh, the volunteers will move you along if they don't. Exactly. And we don't mind quick pictures. We don't want to be rude, but we we got to keep the flow of traffic going. How many years have you been a volunteer? Well, I used to work at a food station before the International Bridge opened, so it's probably my ninth year. Now, food station versus International Bridge, which do you prefer? International Bridge, by far. Less of a, less of a Gatorade shower there, or whatever the sponsor yeah. is? Exactly, and it's awesome view. Now, when you were at the food station, which one were you at? Well, the last one was at the High Point, I want to say it's called, yep. High Point. Yeah. And my brother is the architect for the work and designed this bridge, and so we helped him out. Oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. So he designed the bridge, and so you must be really well, well, uh, well steeped in all the Burke you are. I guess so. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for talking. Have a great rest of the day, and go keep people from standing on the bridge. You bet. Thanks. We are still on Main Street. We're outside Angor, and I'm talking to... Ben Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. And uh, Ben is, why don't you tell me about, you, how is your race and tell me about the website you made. Uh, so I am, uh, race was good. My skis were amazing, super fast, Pioneer Midwest. Woohoo! Um, right, well, mine were from Gear West, and I got a pretty good, uh, pretty good skis too. So they can. Uh, so uh, Jan is the sponsor. So, Jan, yep. Jan and Matt can duke it out. Oh uh, yeah. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I'm sitting in 200th male right now, which, uh, if you're not aware, is Elite Wave qualification. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. Uh, it was uh, it was a good race. So. Yeah. And you've been uh, you've been on sort of the, close to the bubble for the last few years and pushing hard to get in this uh, year. I'm getting closer every year, so you know it's like I don't know, but this year it's, it's right on. Looks so, like you made it. Um, crossing my fingers, there's no accounting errors. That is the ultimate result, the 200th place. Uh, it was anything but 200. Anything but 200. 200 two, uh, sorry, 201. Anything but 201. Anything but 201. 201. Anything but 201. Well, I think you're probably safe since it's you know one two. I don't know what time. It's late enough now that I don't think there's anyone who could conceivably come in and you could probably wind your way in if you're wind up being 201 but 200 you're in uh, congratulations thank you thank you now the website you've made um, which we sort of have a version of on Berkey Guide and we got to talk about making it better probably combining forces but sure, what, tell sure. me about that uh, so nordicraceanalysis.com uh, it's uh, something that kind of grew out of uh, my I had a spreadsheet that was based on the city of Lake Slope, but they had a qualifying thing about doing a linear correlation between races and not like a nerd and an engineer. So I'm like, well, if I can't be training, it better be like nerding out at home. Uh, so it's online now, so you can like, it's got most of the results. Oh, sorry, I, my wife just finished. I gotta. Woo! Sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's online now, so people can go on. It's got a little Berkey predictor, and uh, you can kind of see all of your races, mostly uh, Midwest, 
uh, results. Uh, but uh, yeah, so go check it out. Um, and yeah, we All should right. definitely we should uh, definitely talk. So yeah. uh, what was the, the website again? Midwest Race, uh, no. NordicRaceAnalysis.com. I think. I think. All right, I'm, I'm excellent. Three, I'm three beers in, so might uh, not you be know yet. what? Me too. Um, congratulations <laughs> so, again. Thank you. And thank you. Uh, yeah, listen to. Well, you'll hear us on the podcast, uh, and hopefully, I really we'll... appreciate BerkeyGuide.com. Well, I really I check, appreciate yours. I as check well. it every day. Uh, I, I hope today. If you check it in the next Berkey... few weeks, you won't see very much. Oh, all right. Well, but and I appreciate the podcast. The podcast will be up in a few uh, few days. So awesome! Congratulations! How again. was your race? Sorry. Oh, my race. You know, no one's asked me this yet. My race is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I uh, last year I was sick and I was in denial about being sick, and um, I had a pretty good first half and then died in the second half. <laughs> This is fake. This is not real. I'm not actually sick. Maybe I am. I don't care. Um, but okay. Uh, last year, um, last year I was. It was funny. I was skiing into into Double O today, or before Double O, with a couple of guys, and one of them looks. And the Elite Wave has our names on our bibs now, so one of them says, "Hey, the three of us. We. I have a picture in my living room of the three of us skiing together. Let's try to do it again." What you just heard is someone who just took a uh, spill coming off the International Bridge. So, uh, you know, but getting get a great cheer now. He saved it twice, and then he like went to cheer after he saved it, and then he wiped off. Oh, if anyone have ever if, if ever thinking, oh, should I come watch the Berkey? Yes, yes, you should come watch the Berkey. You should ski it too, but you should at least come and watch it. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I uh, was in about a, someone yells, you're in 170th place. And I'm like, ooh, that's the bubble. But um, it turned out that this year I passed people the second half of the race rather than got passed. So those guys both had bibs that were 140 and 150, and I was 204. I got in off the wait list. And, uh, or maybe because I'm a known entity, who knows? Uh, but there were other people over Whatever 200. You ta- you'll take it. <laughs> well, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, made up a bunch of places. Went from 190 and wound up 90th at double O, and I think I was on 163rd at the finish. So made up a lot of time. Had a had a good race. Skis were pretty good. It was soft. It was slow, and that's what those skis are for. Uh, I was pretty beat at the end, but um, you know, it's skiing. I'll be able to walk tomorrow, and uh, and now you know, I'm drinking beer. Got a, I started with started coming to New Glarus, but I went to McAllister College. Uh, the founder of Surly is a McAllister graduate, uh, so I'm I'm going over there, and then I'll head over to the Moccasin, and it's going to be a great. Oh, this guy coming over the bridge has a great beard. And he's the only wow. one. Let's see if he's going to make the hill. Woo! That is an epic race. Oh, yeah. That's quite the beard. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is a good race. Thanks for asking. Yeah, you're right. All right. So, uh, what is your name and where are you from? I'm Bill Wagner from Mercer, Wisconsin. All right. And uh, what did you have? You're on Main Street today. Do you ski today or yesterday? I'm spectating today. I skied the Cordelope yesterday. I had uh, cut off 10 10 minutes from my time previous year. And Uh, how how was your race? It was probably the most spectacular race out of 16 Berkeys and 9 Cordies. Probably the best race I've ever had. Wow. Congratulations. And you did, you said you did fourth in your age class? Yes. So you're going to get third next year, then you get an award. I got second last year, but oh. something happened. However, the, the field increased. So uh, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. Well run, well oiled machine. All well, yeah, they do a good job, and now you're at the angle having a beer, so what could be better? Nothing. Right. Me and you. Yeah, well, cheers. Cheers. And uh, have a good rest of the afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
All right, uh, what's your name, where you're from, and what did you just do? Uh, my name's Eric Hendrickson. I am from St. Louis Park, Minnesota, and I just did a really difficult Berkey skate race today. And then you opened a beer. And then that I, was a sound Oh, order. and then I opened a beer. It's an important sound. On Main Street. On Main Street. Hayward. Um, yeah, how was your race? Uh, race was a tough one today. It was uh, pretty, pretty slow going the whole way. So it uh, was a little more time than I expected to be out on course, but survived. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, how was your, you finished pretty well? I finished like 150th place, so happy enough with that. Right about right around your number, I think. Right ar- yeah, right around my number. Yeah. Yep. Um, you, have, you had fun, though. Oh, yeah. It's always a fun time. Yeah. How's your training been down the cities? No snow, lots of snow? Uh, training this year has been, yeah, exactly. No snow, lots of snow. A uh, little tough going. Hard to stay motivated to ski the man-made loops. But yeah. then in the last couple of weeks, it's just been like the exact opposite. Right when you don't really, right when you get a taper, you get all the snow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so, still had a pretty good race out of it. Yeah, it's another good year, so. Yeah. Much right. better to have snow than to not have snow. I, you know, I it, they, when they I was talking to the Berkey, the, the, the groomers a couple weeks ago, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to plow the snow off the course." I'm like, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. 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 All right. We're now at the podium and the LLV and Bootmobile with the man himself, Lincoln Benedict, LLV <laughs> person extraordinaire, uh, who has skied for the first time, even though LLV sponsored the U.S. ski team for like half a decade <laughs> has skied the Berkey there might be I don't know if it's half a decade but yeah <laughs> for at least three years yeah okay that's fair yeah um how was your race it was hard yeah that's hard <laughs> I have a lot more admiration for my wife Jessica Marion and I already had a lot of admiration she's, for she's already talked for like 10 minutes on the podcast <laughs> she she finished in 22nd place and what do you yes. think she did complained about her wax <laughs> <laughs> Not her wax, but she definitely complained. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's uh, my parents. Like, oh, just finished in twenty second place. I'm like, oh, I gotta go talk to her. She's gonna complain about it. Um, but uh, yeah, how'd your race go? My race was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, could have been worse. Hundred sixty third ish, and uh, yeah, and I'm alive. So yeah. yeah. So uh, this is your first. This is your first time ever in Berkeleyland. How how do you like? How do you like the? How do you like it? It was cool. It was an adventure. I mean, it was fun to see the evolution of the course and as you went through different woods. And it was fun to just chill out and look at things. I mean, it was at Wave 8. There was a lot of, like, you just kind of would get hit the caterpillar crawl on the hills and you just look around. So, yeah. Um, and you, so you passed a lot of people. I think I did. But uh, I, there's a certain statistics guy who might be able to actually verify that if, if he isn't spending all his time on a podcast. He thinks that's me. And the funny thing is, is I was just talking to another statistics guy and we're going to try to join forces. And, yeah. I, but, uh, I heard that the uh, buses turning right was your, your invention? The buses? So 2014 was... I guess we're late enough in the podcast that we can call it a shit show. Um, and one of the problems was that everyone... You were try, trying to get two buses from com, coming into both directions into one parking lot. And we actually worked a lot with the Berkey and with some other uh, folks to figure out a way to have basically all right turns. And uh, the way it works now, which is that you have 
People from the south part take a right into Berkey Ridge. People from the north take a right into Cable Sunset Road and go around in the back of the Como parking lot. Uh, means that you, the buses basically have no inter- interaction with the rest of the uh, with the rest of the traffic and uh, get in and out. It actually works pretty well. So, See, yes. look, look, this educate. That was even before you were educated, right? That was educated, even before right? I got a master's degree yeah. in this. I wrote about it in my. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast. I wrote in my personal statement. I wrote like, "Hey, I'm interested in transportation planning. In fact, I worked with the Berkey, the biggest ski race in America, and I think the second largest transit system in bus transit system in the state of Wisconsin." You're like, oh, you're an alpine skier. <laughs> yeah, they had no. I'm sure they had no idea. But they accepted me, and soon I'll have a degree so that I can, you know, you can I don't know, more get a giant, job. Giant cross country skiers how to run their transportation system. Yes, that's yeah, right. <laughs> cons- cons- that's called consulting. Yeah. Um, no, so I can you know continue to come and produce a Berkey Guide podcast, and I guess oh, try to find income in another way. Oh, don't way. you know? If anyone's interested in sponsoring the Berkey Guide podcast, <laughs> of course. Today we're sponsored by the twelve pack of Surly I have here. <laughs> And uh, we were also been sponsored by New Laris, sponsored by some. Bra- I mean, not not sponsored. I've just been eating this, and that's kept me somewhat coherent. So otherwise known as you were sponsored by yourself. I was sponsored by myself. <laughs> but hey, if you're listening, Omar, if Surly wants to sponsor the podcast by giving me some beer, give me some beer, uh, and we will gladly mention Surly. I mean, I'll mention Surly anyway because it's to good say, beer. You're already mentioning it. Shit. Um, you should sell the Gimlet. That's what you should do. No, not Gimlet, because Spotify just bought Gimlet. Dude, you can make major, major money. And oh, then yeah, you can be a consultant, and then you can crush it. I'm sure they're really interested in a podcast that gets like a <laughs> few hundred downloads in one month of the year. Oh, come on. Come on. You're selling yourself short here. A few hundred downloads for every vision. episode. It's about the vision. About the vision. Well, they need to come to Wisconsin, and we'll look at there's like thousands of people lining Main Street cheering for people in a ski race in the snow, in the cold. And drinking beer. It is pretty wild. Have you had a beer yet? No, I have not. You want to, well, you, you said you, you want to be. I, I have to get some work done. <laughs> it's Saturday. I know, I know. I do have to, I do have to get some photos of the Well, bootmobile. take some photos of the bootmobile. Because yep, they, so, they got me, it was cool. No, I got hey, you want to talk about L.L. Bean and how cool they are? Sure, yeah. No, L.L. Bean is a major sponsor of the U.S. ski team and also a, I don't know the technical terminology, but a pretty big sponsor of the Berkey. Which is pretty cool. So we were able to uh, ask some L.O.B. employees if they wanted to ski it, um, including yeah. yourself. Yes, and I. Well, they they put them in the eighth wave. So yes, yeah. no, we, we got the true Berkey sprint, but no, it was, it was really cool. It's uh, fun to get. No, it's it's really cool to see the company sponsoring you know major events that. And this is my corporate tag. Get the um, outdoor family enthusiast outside and in nature where they want to be. And get them to be an outsider. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We and have trained almost, you well. It's almost like I'm looking at the uh, tagline at the, the booth. But, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is cool because we have, you know, 10,000-plus people skiing the race, but there's also the next ten or 20,000 people. And I've seen a lot of L.L. Bean hats around Yeah, here. no, I have, too. I, I actually saw a lot. Well, I, I even saw someone when I was racing. Which I'm amazed people's heads didn't on a warm day. Heat. Well, so what <laughs> I didn't so mention warm. earlier when I was, I was someone asked me about right, my race and I talked. What I didn't mention is, I thought I was, I'd skied out in a buff, and I'd had a hat <laughs> on at the start that I forgot to take off. And I couldn't think, boy, my buff seems pretty warm today. And I get to the finish line, and I went to the tent, and I took off my buff, 
Oh. And my buff was a soaking wet hat. Are you sure this isn't for mature audiences, Ari? That sounds disgusting. We have, we've gotten, we've already said curse words. We basically at the beginning of the podcast will say when the first curse words and say, you know, it's family friendly for the first half hour and then maybe turn it off if you have kids around. And then Ari has four beers. And then Ari has four beers and so does everyone else except for you and you need to take some pictures and then work on that. Okay, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Lincoln. <laughs> So this is a new one, but there is a wedding at the podium, and uh, we're going to try to get some audio of this, just because why not? We are here today, Woo! in the presence of family and friends, to share with Kate and Daniel, perhaps the most meaningful moment of their lives. While we do this as a legal requirement for marriage, this ceremony does not replace the love required to become and remain husband and wife. Marriage is the relationship between two people who, despite their unique and independent lives, have chosen an inextricably intertwined existence of mutual respect, reciprocal obligations, and unconditional love. Kate and Daniel you're here to bring together the best parts of your individual selves and to unite your spirits, talents, and experiences to create something far better than either of you alone can offer. This ceremony will render you husband and wife, but the continued vitality of your marriage will depend on the daily renewal of the choices and promises you make today. Just like skiing the Berkey together, life will sometimes feel effortless and playful, while at other times frustrating, difficult, and painful. <laughs> Along with the relentless climbs and turns and bumps that you will need to surmount together, on the trail ahead. Enjoy too the sweet descents and the wink of sunshine through the trees. Through it all, your relationship will strengthen as you choose to love and honor one another along the way. Always believe in one another. Expect the best of one another and support one another in your everyday lives just as you have over the last 55 kilometers. <laughs> in marriage, the two of you will bind your lives together in an enriching partnership that should endure long after your kick wax has lost its grip. <laughs> Kate and Daniel, do you intend to share your lives together to remain open and forgiving toward one another, to allow love to outlast anger and misunderstanding, and to labor steadfastly to build a new life together. If so, you will say,
lawfully wedded wife to have and to hold from this day forward, to love her, to comfort her, cherish her, and protect her, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, as long as you both shall live. See? Do you take Daniel to be your lawfully wedded husband? To have and to hold from this day forward. To love him, comfort him, cherish him, and protect him. For better or for worse. In sickness and in health. As long as you both shall live. Do we have the ring for the bride? Now, Daniel, as you place the ring on Kate's finger, please repeat after me. This ring I give to you as a token of my constant faith and love. And we have the ring for the groom. <laughs> Kate, as you place it on Daniel's finger, please repeat after me. This ring I give to you as a token of my constant faith and love. Now please remain holding hands. As these wedding rings have no beginning or end, they are symbols of endless faith and trust and everlasting love. They will inspire each of you and remind you of the vows you have taken today. For as much as Kate and Daniel have solemnly pledged themselves to live together in sacrosanct bonds of marriage and have declared the same to each other and before this company and group of friends and family and by their exchange of rings by virtue of the authority vested in me by the constitution and laws of the state of Wisconsin I now pronounce you husband and
Just so you know, uh, the podcast goes to the moccasin at this point, and it gets a little spicier. So for the uh, younger listeners, you might want to uh, turn the volume down, and otherwise, enjoy the rest of the podcast. We're in the moccasin. It's really loud. Yeah. It's, uh, this is sort of the last stop of the Berkey Guy podcast, because everyone's had a few beers, and it's a good time, so just going to ask who you are, where you're from, and how your race was. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from Washington State, Metal Valley, and I had a good, great race. Thank you. Well, how many races, how many Berkeys have you done? Four. Four, all right. How is there snow, a lot of snow out there this year? Yes. Yeah, yeah but a lot of snow here, too. It's impressive. Yeah, recently, at least, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What about you, gentlemen? Oh, Tony here. I'm Tony Cantrell from uh, Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin. It's my seventh Berkey, and... Uh, a lot of snow out there is a little bit slower than usual. Yeah, a little hard, a bit of a hard race this year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah Joel Lammers of Conemawak, and uh, yeah, tough out there today. I had bad wax. I think my friend Kevin here uh, next to me gave me bad advice on wax, I think, so that's why I'm really mad at him, and I bought him a beer. But you finished race. Yes, I did. I finished well, pretty well. Well, so. that's what matters. All right. Thanks, Val. All right. All right. What about the bad waxer himself? <laughs> uh, Kevin Clark, Oconomowoc. Uh, I sucked a bag of dicks out there. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> Skied 441. Um, but, you know, finished, your, finished it and got it done, so... Right, we're going to make sure that we, when we start the podcast, we'll tell people this is about the place that starts going downhill where it stops being family friendly. Uh, it's not the first curse word we've had on the podcast, so but it's always a good time here in the moccasin. Thanks for chatting. Can you, can you uh, beep those out? No, we don't beep those. We, we do, we do uh, uh, the, ex, the E tag on the podcast and okay. tell people at the beginning the first half is family friendly, and as the liquor starts flowing, it gets a little less so. All right. Okay. How was your race? It was good. Did, yeah. now, what did you ski? Uh, I you skated ski? the Berkey. All right. And it's your first one? My first one. Congratulations. Thank you. How'd you like it? It was good. Yeah, I had a baby a year ago, so I'm super proud to finish. And yeah, it was good. Well, so did Kika Randall, and she finished too. And she had cancer. She's in good company. (laughs) Um, You have out in California where there's been a little snow this year? Yes. Yeah. We we have snow now. Yeah. And here where there's like two feet, that's what you get in like an afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have to shovel with the baby in town. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your first Berkey. How did you like the, what was the Berkey like? You haven't skied it before. What did you think of it? Um... Yeah, it's an experience. There's a lot of people out there, but it's kind of fun here. It's rolling, so, you know, it goes up and down, so that's not too bad. And Those... you're coming from 7,000 feet, so that or 6,000 feet, that yeah. probably helps. I just live in a high-altitude training camp. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Not too bad. Congratulations. Thank All you. right. So, Greg, who didn't want to talk to us, what do you want to say? Uh, I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, I was sick last year. I still skied the Berkey, and so did you. I know. Yeah, I didn't do very good. How tall, how long are your poles? Almost as long as my skis. <laughs> Greg's about eight feet tall, so I need seven-foot poles. <laughs> um, if you're yeah, listening, Swix, make seven-foot poles. Yeah, he has leckies and, and Swix. Hey, Swix, you want to be a podcast boxer? Make long poles and give them to Greg, and it'll be great. Anyone, just two-meter poles. That's all I want. <laughs> well, congratulations on whatever you skied today. Thank you. You had fun? You. It was great. And you had, a, you had an interesting flight. Or not flight? Or uh, we got a little delayed. 
you know, yeah. spent some time in the airport with the baby. That was great. And Apparently, snow in Las Vegas is not a thing. Yeah, it's, it snowed <laughs> half an inch in Vegas, and that shuts down everything. So we missed our plane and got here at one in the morning or something. So now you were gonna. What were you going to do, and what did you not do? I was gonna do the Cordy yesterday, and then do the Berkey today, but. Due to fortunate circumstances, I didn't make it in time, so I didn't get to do the Cordy. So, yeah, this is actually the third year I've tried to do the Cordy and failed. At, at Cordy and the Berkey. Yeah. 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 So maybe someone is trying to tell you something like that's a stupid idea. We should stop dumping money into Cordy entry fees. Yes. <laughs> Dear Ben Pop, um, please take please take Greg's money. He's happy to give it to you. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, well, maybe next year you'll just sign up for one. I hope so. <laughs> and then the, the man, the legend, Ken Walker, how was your race? <laughs> couple, a couple face plants. Uh, yeah, that was good, a little bumpy. Uh, great coming across the lake. That was the best part of the whole race. Everything else was, uh, you know, some deep powder snow. Yeah. Now, you have how many tr- kilometers of trails do you have in your backyard? Seven. That's seven more than most of us. Yes, yes. Good and good opportunity to train. Good snow in Vermont this year. Yep, so that was all good. But not good enough to uh, let me excel today, so that's just the way it is. Well, you've had sort of hard hard pack snow on this year, a lot of freeze-thaw cycles and not the soft snow here. It's quite firm. Yeah, it's yeah. quite firm. Yeah, none of those soft powder snow. You're absolutely right. Now, you've done the Cordelopet and the Berkebiner, right? Yes, I did. I did it last year. And you decided this year that was a... That didn't work out so well. That, okay. is, that is as disastrous as it sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I skied the Cordy easy, um, but it didn't turn out that way because as soon as they say go, you're in the race mode. That's just the way it is. So when I started the Berkey the next day, I got to the power lines and said, hmm, I'm tired. And then it was another 49K to go. So that was a long day. Well, how was the Berkey just the Berkey today? It was a long day. <laughs> it was kind of slow. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. But it was good. Yeah, I felt okay. And I cranked it up on the lake, so I had something left. But yeah. Now, are you, you, you're, you're close to wave 70? Next year. Right, are you looking forward to that? or? Well, I don't know. You know, if I don't do that, then Carol and I can ski in the same wave. You know, we'll be in wave 13 or something, so you know, we'll be able to, <laughs> to share her spot. I think you get a lot of... My dad skied in the Cordelope last year, Wave 7. He get a lot of cheers, so you might want to do that one. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, that does sound like a good idea. At least I might get better snow. Won't be all chopped up. That's definitely an advantage of being an earlier wave. Having been there. Hey, where are you from? How's your race? Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and my race was fantastic. Fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. How many Berkeys you ski? This was my 10th Berkey and, I don't know, six or seven Cordys. All right, and your race was awesome. What was awesome about it? Uh, it was a beautiful day, and the snow was uh, and the snow was there. Yeah. It was deep. It was plentiful. Deep and plentiful is good, but a lot of people said, oh, it's deep and plentiful and slow. You enjoyed that. No, I, I suffered like a dog, but I... I so did great, we all. Yeah, but it was a great day to be on snow. Yeah. So I'll take that over. And now you're here having a couple of brewskis and enjoying the, enjoying the rest of the day. The only reason I do it is to come here and drink beer. 
and and you're from Wisconsin, so you're really on 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 brand right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, when you're out skiing, how how many hours do you ski today? I was just gonna. I thought you had the results. I, I don't. I was, yeah, I thought you were checking out my no, results. No, no. no. I don't know what your number. I can't. No. I can't just. No. You gotta tell me. Um, it was. It was. Uh, I got more minutes in per dollar for my Berkey than I ever have. I believe. Well, congratulations Thank on you. that. And that means more minutes means more beers per minute. Maybe. Yes, it definitely, yeah. I'll, I'll like take that. it. I'll, I'll translate it into more beer. Well, congratulations on having a fun day, and I hope it continues to be a fun day. No, it's absolutely fantastic. I've got an interesting Hayward story. All right, well, tell me your interesting Hayward story. My fourth great-grandfather, Charles Belial, was the first European settler of the Hayward area, settled in Radisson, and in a place that was called Belial Falls in Radisson. Okay. And... And that was in the 1830s. All right. And, and he, he was well. He didn't ski though. He did not ski. Skiing was skiing was taken up in the area several generations later. Yeah. And but he he did he had a little you know, church and a school in Belial Falls, which is now Radisson. Yeah. And um, my grandmother's 96 lives in Ladysmith, and so I come back here, come home every year to to ski the Berkey. This is my 11th Berkey. Where do you live other than not when you're not in Hayward? I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Alright, so this is a nice trip up for you to see the family and ski the Berkey. It's coming home. Yep. Wow. Yep. My folks live in Ladysmith and my grandmother lives in Ladysmith. And so I come home here. Yeah, well this is not a bad place to have to come. No. it's. Oh. I look forward to it every year. It's my favorite event of the year. It's, uh, I think that, that, I think we're in a bar right now where probably everyone would say that. Right, no, that, I say that any time of year, but, but yeah, it's, I look forward to this every year. All right, hey, what's your name, where are you from, and how was your race? Brandon Smithrod, I'm from Maynard, Massachusetts, and my race went well. Yeah? Good fun? I had fun. Good skis? Skis are good. Skis are fast. Took the tracks for skate racing, but I every downhill I took the classic tracks the second half because they were they were wicked fast. They got glazed up by then and were fast. Oh yeah, nice and icy. Past past some folks doing that. Yep, yep. Started in wave four and was passing two by the time I finished. So maybe I'll move up next year. Now at the charging station because my phone's dying. And ran into an adaptive skier. We're going to talk about uh, was uh, talk about your experience at the Berkey. And um, this is your what, what? How was your race? You raced yesterday. How was your race? It was wonderful. Great tracks, beautiful snow, lots of fans cheering. We had a great time. And what what race did you do? What uh, what distance? How was the what was the course? We did the adaptive race, which was a three point seven. K course started at Wheeler Road and joined with the regular Berkey Trail. So we crossed Lake Hayward and then went up that um, International Bridge and down Main Street. And Main Street, when you you you're you're uh, you're sight impaired. Yes. Yeah. Legally blind. Yep. And Main Street must you know Main Street is quite the experience for those of us, but it's really an audio audio experience. Yes. Yes, it was great. There was lots of fans. They they gave me a standing ovation because I fell going down the ramp 
And then when I stood up, I got lots of cheers. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people who got that. And that's really, I think, if you want the, the biggest cheer you can get in the Berkey is if you go out, fall on, fall coming down off the bridge, which is a pretty new feature. We didn't have it until a few years ago. Fall coming down off the bridge and get up, that's the biggest cheer you can get in the Berkey. Well, then I feel like I truly experienced the Berkey then. <laughs> well, congratulations. Is this your first time skiing it? It's our first time experiencing the um, Berkey. Yes, we came to be cheerleaders for other friends of ours that are racing and then we got to be a part of it by participating in the adaptive race so that was great well excellent and what, what what's your name and where are you from i'm melinda hollins and i'm here from traverse city michigan and my guide is my friend laura jacobson she traveled with me and i just like to add that we um i ski with a group called ski for light which is a group um that skis with mobility and visually impaired adults and we're matched with sighted guides and we ski together all over the country so skiforlight.org will give you more information there's three of us from ski for light that joined the adaptive race here this year and they said that's the first time that Berkey's ever had visually impaired racers so and that's we someone excited. something that people can get involved in if they're interested yes please do one of our um, blind skiers is out there racing right now doing the whole 55k and he should be finishing in about an hour so wow, that's awesome to, that's Tim McCorkle we're excited I, I to cheer see him and out. I could barely see the trail by the end so <laughs> right. well, be on it again how was your race not very good what was not good about it it's a little under trained conditions were a little harder than last year but it was fun. It. Yeah. Just as fun. I'm still drinking beer after. That's really, as long as you're alive and drinking beer after, that's what it's about. Yeah, I was thinking in a little worse shape, sick a couple weeks ago, harder conditions, and finished about 14 minutes slower, so... Oh, it's not bad. What was your? I mean, your place may have been better. Everyone was sore this year. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I was 10 minutes sore. My place was 40 places better. Yeah. So I went from seventh wave last year, first time, to fourth wave this year. So hopefully next year is another maybe push up a little. Maybe bit. maybe another bump. Yeah. But all right. It's, but it's great. Cool. I hated it while I was doing it today. But as soon as I finished, as soon as I finished, it was like, all right. It was kind of a what struggle. Can, out what there. can I do next year? Yeah. 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 Well, I, you know, train more, drink less. But where's the fun in that? Right, right, right. Yeah. All right, Briggs, how was your race? It's good. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly now, good. How? What did what, when you, when we were in the van for the last two days? Where have you been? What has you been your general position in the van? I've been lying down because I can't sit up because my back is screwed up. But what place were you overall? Nineteenth. So hey, everyone who was more than 19th place, you got beat by a cripple. So congratulations. That's right. I can't, if walking straight up is not, it's not required to ski. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta hunch over and just, just go for it. Yeah. How was the, uh, how was the race from up front? Uh, I started super far back in the elite wave, thinking I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to finish or or what but I just kind of kept on picking off people and to be honest when I finished I thought I was probably 40th or 50th place I was pretty surprised when I was 20 when I was 19th yeah because I've never been that far up and uh, I mean there's not a lot of Europeans this year so it makes it a little easier but yeah I was pretty surprised but it sounds like you had a pretty good day all things considered I felt pretty good yeah for if sure. you had it to do again would you have tried to start up front and I uh, gotta get a good start or um, yeah, I think it probably helps. I mean, 
whether you start real hard or chase real hard in the middle. It's all probably six of one, half dozen of the other. I ended up in the group that I should have ended up in. Uh, if I could have done anything more, I would have ate more because it was kind of a long, harder race than usual. So two goos didn't really do it. Bonked a little bit, but um, yeah, yeah, it was good. I think a lot of people were sort of in that bonky boat, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of people in the spirit world late on. What's your name? Where are you from? How is your race? Uh, Jeremy Blazer, Seattle, Washington. Race was about average. Uh, ended up around 260, which is year eight around that area. Usually between 205 and 280. It's my sweet spot. Uh, I couldn't feel my right foot for 40K, so that was fun. That's an interesting place to be. I stopped and undid my boot, and I still couldn't feel my right foot, so I skied 30K with a boot that was undone. Yeah, that sounds great. It was really fun. But yeah. you finished, and now you're at the moccasin drinking beer. Exactly, yeah. And my right feel foot feels great now, so... Yeah. The left one, the arch hurts, but the right one... Great. Yeah, so. Well, that sounds good. Uh, and I'm going to just thank you for being our van driver extraordinaire for the weekend. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. So far, the van has been in zero ditches, although we did attempt to push a drunk guy out of a ditch last night and were unsuccessful. And he got his buddy to tow him out because we're in Wisconsin. Why would you call the cops when you can call your buddy and have him tow you out? Exactly. Your buddy with a trailer and a winch, potentially? We don't know. We, we probably we probably should have called the police. Yes, we should have called the police. So, uh, now, I heard you, uh, this is your first Berkey? This is actually my third Berkey. But you were not, uh, what, what wave were you in? I was in wave seven. So and I petitioned to be in the elite wave, but I didn't really respond, so I just decided I was just going to be in the wave I was assigned. All right, and where did you... Uh, uh, where did you finish? Did you win your wave? I think I won my wave. I think I ended up 70-something. I think you're 70 overall. So, yeah. I think you get a pillow for winning your I wave. That's what I heard. I was pretty excited about that. I heard you didn't get a gear bag, though, <laughs> for no. a while. So you got back. It was probably, a, yeah, it was a little while. It was, it was, you got back, and you're hot and sweaty and wet, and they had no dry clothes for you. It was all right. You know, the tin, the tin was pretty warm, like the food tin. So I hung out there for a while. Yeah. It was all right. Now, where do you ski, Mo? Where, where are you from originally? I, well, I'm originally from New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but I've been in the U.S. for a long time. Where are you skiing these days? Prospera. Prospera, hey, I was up there last weekend. Really? Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. I think you beat me in a ski orienteering race. Oh. But you missed a control. I, the very first control. The very first one. I was going to say, I was like, this guy. Yeah. And now you're at the Berkey. At the Berkey. So yeah. next year in the you're in the Elite Way. I hope so. <laughs> How was your race? Oh, it was good. Yeah, I got to ski with Keegan for a while, which was awesome. That's yeah. I was kind of in the past when they started the women behind the men. It would have been like awesome to be passed by Keegan. Although then I think I finished the same time as Keegan, so I wouldn't have gotten passed by Keegan. I saw Keegan to the finish though. It was pretty exciting. I was cool about it, but not really. Oh, but uh, where now? What's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name's Hannah Dresgecker. I'm also from Craftsbury. Yeah, how's Craftsbury yeah. this year? Been 
great, great snow year. Kind of like yeah. this, just a ton of snow. Just a ton of snow, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's amazing. I'm in Boston and there's nothing there, but we go up to Craftsbury and it's a lot. Yeah. Should people come check out Craftsbury? Is it a good place to go? Of course, yeah. I wish we could have an event that, that like attracted people in a way at, at all similar to this, though, you know? Oh, 7,000 people. And like, that'd be pretty that. awesome. Just like I love that people come just to do it, you know, and, and family members and big groups. And We're going to need infinitely more bars in Craftsbury. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the general... Well, I'm of the mind that there should be a trail from Crassbury to, um, to to Hill Farmstead. There's one in the works. There's, like, going to be one next year. I will yeah. basically spend my entire life skiing from Crassbury to Hill Farmstead. Hill Farmstead, for those podcasts you listeners who don't know, is the absolute best beer in the world. It will be the short, it'll be shorter to ski from... Like high and lodge, Hill Farmstead. But, you, but it'll really, all be together. you have to earn your beer. It's what I think the they same. should do is if you ski to Hill Farmstead, you should get to bypass the line at Hill Farmstead. Yeah, yeah it's a tough ski. That'd be a great race, actually. It'd probably be like. Yeah, 30, race to Hill Farmstead. Probably like 35, 40K. Knit up mostly uphill. Mostly uphill to get yeah. to Hill Farmstead. I did a long, very long story. I was in Crossbury last year and I ran to, hill, to Highland Lodge. But guess what? Highland is on top of a hill and it's all uphill. And yeah, but you know, people of the world go to Crasper, you can stay there, and their food is great, and then you can ski to Hill Farmstead, and now you have to walk a mile, but next year you ski all the way, have some beer, and ski back. That's your day. It's a pretty good day. It's the best day. Yeah. yeah, totally. So you had a good right now. What wave were you in? I was in the Elite Wave. Right, so you yeah. actually got into the Elite Wave. Not, I did. Yeah, we emailed the same person, and I got in, and he didn't. I didn't say the right stuff. You didn't, like, I guess, you know, you didn't put, like, enough $20 bills attached to the email. Yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, but next year? You're going to be back next year? I think so. I've been having a pretty good time. I think I had a way more boring race than he did, though. Uh, it sounded like a lot of fun. I whatever, like, skied with Keegan. I ski by myself most of the way. Yeah. But you did ski with Keegan a little bit. I did ski with Keegan. I like saw her ahead of me for a long time, and I skied with her for a while. So, yeah. All right. Well, I haven't run into Keegan yet, but if we could get her on this podcast, it would be... Uh, the pie would be the last episode ever. I just sort of stopped. Like, well, we, we've won, so the podcast's over. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I have her. I don't. I. I have not seen her. Either. I'm gonna take a guess and guess that she's not gonna like be downy new Laris at the moccasin. But who knows? Lineys, you know. A lot of people are hanging. If Keegan was like in the moccasin, just chugging lineys, it would be the best day ever. I mean, Keegan at the Berkey is pretty much the best day ever. All right, what's your name and where are you from and have you been on the podcast before? My name's Rebecca Busian. I'm from Boulder, Colorado, and yes, I've been on the podcast before, one time last year. And last year, I think we were both maybe less coherent than we are right now. Maybe just a little. A little, whatever. And uh, didn't realize that, so you did something called the Let... Someone came up to me last year while I was doing the podcast, and if you want to listen to like the... 55-minute podcast. I listen to it. No, no. People who are listening to it now. Oh, yes, If they want to listen to it, go for it. Um, And someone's like, dude, you should talk to this girl over here. She did this, like, running, biking, whatever thing. And I'm like, that's cool. And then I talked to you, and we talked about it. And what, what, what you did is, well, tell me about what you did. 
Well, it's kind of what I'm getting you ready to do next when you decide to sign up for the Leadville 100 run. I did, and they didn't let me in. Well, but you also had a conflict. It turns out, yes, that I had a conflict. A friend of mine who skied the Berkey today is getting married the same weekend. Exactly, which is a wonderful problem to have. So next year, you can sign up for Leadman, and you can do the marathon run, the 50-mile mountain bike or the 50-mile run, the 100-mile mountain bike, a 10K run, and then a 100-mile run, and you can pack that all in in one summer. At 10,000 feet. At 10,000 feet. Um, I'm just going to go bash my head into a wall. That sounds like more fun. No, because I got your back. I will crew and pace you. The mountain actually sounds like the worst part. Hey, I didn't own a mountain bike before I signed up, so you got this. I actually own two 20-year-old mountain bikes. So, so you're ready to yeah. go. Neither of them work right now. but That's okay. They make this thing called a uh, mechanic and a bike shop. They make these things called a 29er, and you just get one of those. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah. I happen to have one. You can borrow it. Yeah, you're like four, five, six inches short, whatever. No problem. All right. Anyway, <laughs> we had this discussion, and I interviewed you. You're like, that's cool. And then realized, like, wait, you did that in 2016. I paced someone in 2016. Yes. And we realized that we literally passed in the night because we were running in the middle of the night. Correct. And at, looking at the splits, passed in the middle of the night in the mountains in Colorado, and then wound up at the same bar, of course, in Arizona. And a year later, and trying to meet up in later. Colorado, yeah. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> now, uh, how was your race today? This is your second? Oh, it was my second, and it was terrible. What was terrible about well, it? Well, I mean, I had so much fun, but I was slower than last year. Well, everyone was slower than last year. Yeah, but I was also, A, another year on skis when I just started skiing last year. And secondly, in the wave, a faster wave rather than being in the very last wave last year. So it was disappointing. But you had fun. I had so much fun. The snow was good, the course was good, all that good stuff. Absolutely. And you get to see your friends that you met last year, like you, here at the good old moccasin. Here at the good old moccasin. Which, you know, there's a couple people here right now. Well, I mean, it's a couple people. It's injured. We're up to like 5.15 p.m. It's You can sort of walk from one side of the bar to the other. Sort of. With a few shoulder bumps. I'm sort of looking at this like, wow, what have I been doing for the last five hours since, oh, I've been drinking and wandering around talking to people? Well, I mean, it's what we should be doing. This is what was We're recovering to. after the Berkey. Yeah, we're recovering alcohol. I mean, recovering after the Berkey. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, congratulations on the race. Now, are you are you doing Leadville this summer? No, I'm doing Trans Rockies Run instead. So it's good that you're not doing it because I couldn't pace you. Now, what is? Tell me about Trans Rockies Run. I know what it is. Tell the 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 wide and varied audience of the Berkey Guide Podcast listener what is the Trans Rockies Run. So Trans Rockies is like summer camp for adults, and you run in different stages for a week from Buena Vista, Colorado to Vail, Colorado. So it's just like trail running camp. Trail running and camping and kumbaya. Maybe with tutus. Okay, well, I sometimes trail run a pink tiara, so... As you should. I fully right. support that. Which makes it makes me faster. Absolutely, and you should sign up for Transarchies, too. Is it still open, or is it We could probably find you a spot. Except it's the same weekend that I have a Berkey friend getting married. Yeah, that's the minor problem. Anyway, 
at some point I have to come to Colorado and do trail racing. Yes, and I will pace you. In the Leadville. At, anyway, yes. Yeah, and now, like we said last year, now that it's on this podcast, it's official. I'll be there. It's official. And if I'd gotten in this year, you would have be been like, oh, sorry. Well, just like you're saying, oh, sorry, my friends are getting married. Exactly. Also, I didn't get into the race. That's true. Anyway. It just wasn't meant to be this year, Ari. I guess not. Next year. Or Next whenever. year. Exactly. We'll figure it out. I got you. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to running at, at 10,000 feet and dying from altitude. Yeah, that yes. sounds great. And adventuring when you come to visit Colorado again. All right. Well, yeah. All my friends live in Colorado, so I guess I have to come there. Exactly. Which is why you should just get a job there and move there. I did not get kicked out of any bar for doing anything wrong. <laughs> this will be edited. Maybe, if I remember to. What's your name? How, where are you from? How was your race? Um, my name is Brian Fish. I did not race. I'm originally from Rhinelander, Wisconsin, but I live in Park City, Utah. I'm a coach for the U.S. Q team. And you, have you skied the Berkey before? I have. More than once? I have. I think I've heard your name before, because, you know, you're coach for the U.S. Ski team. I am. Yeah. Uh, you have any skiers here today? Um, no, none of our athletes are here. They're actually in Seyfeld at the World Championships. Yeah. Do you know, uh, have you heard of Julia Kern? I, I'm well aware of Julia. Julia will be with me on Wednesday, next week. Did Julia get 19th today, or yesterday? She yeah. She's, I, well, I coach CSU. One of okay. our skiers won the classic race. Former skiers, Kate. Kate. Yeah, talking her on the Kate. podcast, and uh, Juliet. We're just tearing it up. I mean, we, we, the royal we. I just sort of yell at kids a few times a year. So I know, I know Julia very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what are you? What what brings you to, other than the Berkey? And you don't have any skiers. What brings you to Northern Wisconsin? Well, so I'm originally from about two hours from here, and I own land right off of the uh, off of Double O. Okay. So I lived here for five years, and I used to coach an elite program, uh, CXC Elite. And so, like, athletes like uh, Caitlin Gregg, uh, Brian Gregg, Matt Leapsch, I used to coach. Yeah, and they all, well, Caitlin didn't ski today, but the rest right. of them We had Caitlin on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. You should listen to that. Yeah. Um, how, now, are, so are you back from Europe just for a little bit, or? So I, uh, I arrived here two nights ago, and I fly back to Europe on Tuesday. Okay, well, good luck with all that. Yeah, and that's where I'll meet uh, meet up back with uh, Julia. And the rest of the, the ski team. Correct. Now, you did have a former U.S. ski team athlete who skied the race today. That is correct. Actually, a few of them. Yeah, well, one, one in, I mean, yes, a few of them, but one in particular. Yeah. Who skied her well, first person. Keegan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I actually beat Keegan. I'm pretty sure I also actually didn't have cancer, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you, pro- and, and you probably didn't have as many of... Uh, obligations that she had here at this uh, I don't have a kid I don't have like 8,000 people wanting a piece of me yeah. well I was so um, yeah I know I know Keegan I actually had uh, breakfast with her two weeks ago in Park City Utah with her and Liz Steven who's a, a, also just a recently yeah. retired and a Vermonter, athlete you know, and a Vermonter Montpelier yeah yep so um, but one one thing that I I would say about Keegan, um, other than being a phenomenal athlete, is just being an absolutely phenomenal ambassador to the sport. You know, 
She was here for Fisher. She was here for L.L. Bean signing contracts or signing autographs for all kinds of different people. And then just the fact that she came here, did the race, um, has Fast and Female tomorrow morning uh, with all the athletes, the young athletes. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible that... And she had the Berkey Bash where there must have been... I actually was going to try to go. My flight got delayed, but hundreds of people there, I'm sure. Right. I, I mean, just the fact that she ha- has given back to the sport in so many different ways. And the, and the fact that she's here um, investing her time, uh, you know, just, just after some cancer treatments, and, and just having the ability to um, recognize her impact on the sport and her impact on our juniors. Um, you know, we have some amazing athletes coming up, and, and she's definitely an integral part of that. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of us older skiers see someone like Keek and are inspired, but really, if you're 10 or 12 or 14 years old and, and you see what she does and what some of the other athletes do, that's really what what gets new people into the sport and what keeps it going. Yeah, I, you know, when we're in... What we do with our uh, junior camps is we actually integrate them in with our uh, U.S. ski team camps. And so they get to have the opportunity not only to train with Jesse and Keegan, but they have dinner with them. And they'll sit down, and when Jesse and Keegan stand up and say, look, you guys as juniors are better than we were when we were juniors, there's nothing more inspiring than that. And they're probably not lying either. They're not. Um, yeah, we have the best men's team in the world right now uh, for juniors. They just won uh, the gold at Junior Worlds for the relay. Um, and uh, they'll be back next year. So the future's looking bright, and the future here in a bar in, uh, a bar in Wisconsin's also pretty bright. <laughs> Fair enough. Where are you from, and what did, did you ski the race today? What did you do with Berkey today? My name's Louise, and I am the retail manager for the Berkey, so I did not ski today. I worked all weekend. Yeah. Sold a lot of stuff. We did. We sold a lot of stuff, had a lot of really fun, happy people in the store. And you're going to see a lot of people wandering around the world with Berkey stuff on, and that's that's where they get it. It's really cool. And what's really fun is every year, as people come through the store, you see them wearing product from previous years. Yeah. My mom skied the Prince Hogan, and she didn't get a Prince Hogan hat because they ran out. Oh, no. But I gave her mine, I think. Or she got a hat, so she's happy now. I don't know numbers because I'm not in registration, but I know that we had a very large group of Prince Hogan skiers this year, which is really cool because those tend to be people that are not as hardcore racing and just want to be out there having fun. And those are the people who haven't done it before often and maybe will come. And, you know, she was saying she had a rough race. She's like, I wasn't as trained as I needed to be, but next year I'm going to be back and I'm going to do better. So That's amazing. What, if, what do you have here and what's sort of your favorite, what should people look for this year or next year that's, that's just like awesome Berkey swag? We do a lot of clothing from souvenir t-shirts to things that are much nicer like pullovers and sweatshirts and full zips that are going to either be fun casual pieces or things that you can wear while skiing or doing your other outdoor activities. And then we have a lot of fun accessories and home goods like coffee mugs and shot glasses, playing cards stickers and a variety of other decorations that you can have at home. So you can get your year-round Berkey fix at the Berkey Expo, although it's closed now, but next year, or I'm sure online, you can get your year-round Berkey fix. Yep, you can get Berkey Fever all year at our website at BerkeyStore.com or in the Berkey office in Hayward. Alright, and probably for a lot of people it's going to be easier to the website, but if you're passing through Hayward, grab it. 
Yes, definitely stop in the office. We also have the Tony Wise Museum of the American Birkebeiner in our front room, which shares our store. So it's both shopping, history, and a connection to our community. All right, awesome. Thanks for chatting. Thanks. Berkey fever to get you ready for winter. One more sponsor I should mention, well these are fake sponsors, but you know, we're calling them sponsors, is SAD, Skiers Against Drunk Driving. Remember that while drinking on Main Street is all in good sport, so too is safety. Always designated driver, a sober driver. The Berkey has DDs and big yellow buses, and if you need to cut yourself off and have a brat, or two, or three, or stop by pizza shop, or, or just take your time, the buses run pretty late into the evening. So make sure you to be safe, and you can come make sure that you can come ski the Berkey next year. The podcast is produced by yours truly, and a couple of packs, six packs of fine local beverages, and a DD. Producer Emeritus Sam Evans-Brown of New Hampshire Public Radio produces a lot of podcasts for his day job, including a new one called Patient Zero about Lyme disease. It's, it's really quite fascinating. Check that out. Search for Patient Zero Podcast wherever you might get your podcasts. Our music theme is from Blue Dot Sessions, and it's available on the Free Music Archive. That's all for now, but we'll be back later this fall with more Berkey Guide podcasting.